Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the November 24th edition of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report, brought to you by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League related, including scores, standings, and interesting topics covering all of your Yeshiva sports needs. If it interests you, it'll be here because this show is all about you. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg, W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Or email me at Elliot at NachumSiegel.com because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. A big thank you once again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for sponsoring the show. Mike Feller and the gang are amazing people who have been supplying trophies to Yeshiva League champions for over 10 years now. Please contact Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, assistant coach of the Yeshiva Flappish Falcons and uh, the JV and Varsity hockey teams, and co-coach of the Yeshiva Hartura Junior High hockey teams. But most of all, like you, I'm a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids each and every week with you, live from the press box here at the NSN Arena in the heart of Brooklyn. Well, this is our fourth show, and you're still listening to me, so I thank you very much for joining me in what has been a whirlwind first month in recapping the 2013-2014 Yeshiva League season. The feedback that I've gotten to this point has been extremely positive, and I'm grateful for the support and the encouragement, as well as the advice that everyone has given me. And I hope to make this an even more amazing experience for you, whether you are on the level of a junkie like me, or even the Yeshiva League potential newbie like my engineer, uh, Yessi Zweig over here, who has probably learned more from listening to me in the last three weeks about the Yeshiva League than he's probably ever wanted to know about Yeshiva League sports. So I want this to be an amazing experience either way, so if there's something that I can do to make the show more enjoyable for you, please let me know. If you're a player, I do this to enhance your four-year journey in the Yeshiva sports world, and if you're a parent or just a casual fan, to, just, to enhance the nachas that you garner from your kids or a specific team that you follow or want to follow as a result. So let's kick off our show. We have a packed lineup here today. We're going to roll around the Yeshiva League. We're going to update the rankings and standings and give you a cool new way to follow your favorite Yeshiva League teams along with listening to me over the course of the week. So without further ado, let's span the city to bring you all things Yeshiva League. So here we go. We're going to start today's show with hockey because I've officially given up trying to figure out what's going on in the Varsity West Division. In the Spotlight Game of the Week that aired live on TABC uh, TV the other night, TABC defeated Ramaz 2-1 to to stay perfect on the year. Uh, Shmuel Levy scored early in the second period to give the Storm the lead. Ramaz was able to put one in in the third, but only seconds later... The Storm retook the lead and the win on a goal by defenseman Alex Malik, who now has five goals in TABC's three wins. On Wednesday night, MTA topped JEC 2-1 in a close battle of two teams trying to gain a foothold in the standings. But the most mind-boggling night of the week had to be Thursday night. This night truly flipped the West on its ear. Um, SAR... Previous, a stun previously undefeated Frisch 5 to 1, and Kushner took apart division leading Ramaz 7 to 2. We're going to start with the second score, as it's not that surprising that Kushner won, as Kushner has been a good team all year, despite their loss last week to Frisch, but what was surprising was by how much they won this game. The last time these two faced back in October in Ramaz, the score was 3 2 for Ramaz. In this one, Effie Alman and Elon Slonim each scored twice, 
Louis Rees coming back from a concussion added one. Seth Wengroski scored for the Cobras, and Ellie Schwartz put in number 16 on the year. So for Schwartz, that's 16 in six games. After starting off the year on the tear, he sort of cooled down a bit, scoring only one in his last two games. Oh, I say only one. Taking him just off the pace for the Yeshiva League goal scoring record. For Kushner, it's a bounce back win, as I just said. For Ramaz, it's the second game this week in which they've fallen. They, they've got a game this coming week against JEC. So this game will tell us exactly which way Ramaz is heading going into the second half of the schedule. But the first game is the puzzling one. SAR, after losing three of their first four games and two key players to start the season, has seemingly turned it around and are now 500 on the season at 3-3 three and three, with a stunner 5-1 win over Frisch, who was cruising coming into this one. Uh, they were undefeated coming off of the aforementioned win over Kushner. But... SAR is climbing back into the picture. Uh, and what sparked its resurgence? Well, one possible answer could be that it was the SAR rink home cooking where many a strong team have fallen in the past, as it's different than most Yeshiva leagues which have a court. Both the wins over Rambam last week and Frisch this past week were at home, and even the closest to TABC as well. If SAR can start pulling together wins on the road to complement, SAR becomes a major factor. So what does this all mean for the West? I, I really, really can't tell you at this point, but get me a bucket of pop popcorn because I'm ready for a heck of a show and a wild second half of the regular season. In the game, junior forward Sefi Jonas scored twice in the victory. Uh, Jesse Schanzer, Jared Isaac, and Jack Schwalbe each added one. First, I'll get an opportunity to bounce back tomorrow night facing Flatbush at home. Over in the east, things have gotten wild as well, but not nearly as much as out west, with the divide between the middle-lower playoff teams and the bubble teams growing ever closer. Uh, YDE, Darjeer, has got their first three points on the season this week. First on Monday, they upended Mag and David 5-2-1. to two and one. It was ironically an extra home game for both teams because they both happened to play in uh, Manhattan Beach Jewish Center. It's worth noting that star forward Aaron Harari didn't play in this one for Megan David, and you'll, you'll see why later on in this program. Uh, YDE followed that up with a close, tough loss, uh, 4-3 loss to Hank in overtime um, on uh, this past week. Uh, Ezra Kushner scored two. Uh, Josh Wengrovsky scored the game winner in overtime, giving Hank their first two points on the season. So those games, combined with Hafter's drubbing of Mag and David 11-2, in which senior defenseman Jordan Gelman netted four goals, and Flabbridge's 6-4 come-from-behind victory over North Shore, a game in which freshman offenseman Sam Laniato, a freshman, scored four goals, including a natural hat-trick, which is where one player scores three consecutive goals without interruption from either team, from any other player on either team, to turn a 4-2 deficit with seven minutes remaining in the game into a 5-4 lead. It, they both really served to tighten up the lower half of the East Stand board as the difference between the fifth place team and the eighth place teams in the division are only two points. Other scores on the week after drubbed Flatbush 6-1 to to begin the week, with senior Ari Barrett's netting a hat-trick for the Hawks. And in the game ending only a few hours ago, DRS scored with 48 seconds left to top Rambam 3-2, sweeping the season series from the Ravens. So here are the standings as of right now. In the East, DRS is uh, ahead of the pack at 7-0 with 14 points. Hafter, also undefeated at 4-0, is tied with Flatbush, who is 4-3 with 8 points. Rambam... Uh, after today's loss is 3-4 and four and have 6 points. Megan David is at 2-5 and five with 4 points. YDE is 1-4-1, one, one, courtesy of the 3 uh, points that they picked up this week. Uh, following them is Hank, who, ha- who got their win in that overtime game over YDE at 1-4. And, and North Shore is now at 1-6, also tied with Hank with 2 points. And rounding out without a win just yet is Solomon Schechter, who are 0-2. They hit the majority of their schedule coming up this, uh, this month in December. 
In the West, Ramaz leads still at 4-3-0-1 with 9 points. Frisch is 4-1 and and Kushner is 4-2, both with 8 points. TABC and SAR are tied with 6 points. TABC at 3-0, though SAR at 3-3. MTA has 5 points. They're 2-2-0-1. And JEC has 3 points, rounding out the West at 1-3-1. Moving on to JV, where the biggest story of the day and the week has to be the rematch of Rambam and DRS that went down today in DRS. A few weeks ago, we highlighted the the interesting events that went down in the initial game in Rambam, where DRS won 2-1. Coming into this one, both teams were tied in the points column with three wins, uh, making six points. The Wildcats were at 3-0 and and the Ravens at 3-1. and That blemish courtesy of the game that they both played earlier. Neither team has had a game in the last ten days, and both needed a bit of time today to shake off the rust. DRS came out in the first and kept the pressure on, keeping possession in Rambam's zone for most of the opening period. Uh, so late in the first, Rambam takes a penalty, and on the ensuing power play, sophomore defenseman Sam Schechter deposits a beautiful feed into the net to give DRS their lead. Uh, now, right off the faceoff, that very faceoff at center court, Rambam freshman offenseman Avi Orlau picks up the ball, goes unchecked down the middle of the court, and puts it behind DRS goaltender Gabe Miller, tying the game at one. With time winding down in the first, we have a 1-1 game. Orlau's linemate, another freshman, Harry Tannen, carries the ball behind the net, fends off two DRS players, and backhands the ball between Miller and the post to give Rambam the lead. In the second period, Orlau struck again, putting a similar move on backup goaltender Noah Wilkowski for DRS to give Rambam a 3-1 lead, which would be the final score. Rambam sophomore goaltender uh, Charlie Altman played stellar in net, giving the, keeping the Wildcats off the board with the exception of the power play goal in the first. Now, Rambam desperately needed this win to even up the series with DRS and keep pace with Hafter to keep them in the running for the top seed in the East. So now Rambam is 4-1 and one and tied with Hafter for second in the division. Hafter stayed perfect this week, dropping Mag and David 4-2, and DRS is now at 3-1 and one with two points behind both, where with Hafter as their next opponent on December 9th. The other remaining JVE score this week was Flatbush, winning 7-1 over Westchester last night, keeping them in first place with nine points. Freshman offenseman Joey Habert scored four in the win, pushing his season total up to ten right now. Over in the West, SAR, Frisch, and Kushner remained perfect. Frisch played their second game of the year, topping JEC 8-3. SAR and Kushner are atop the West standings at 4-0 after beating Hillel 4-0 and Ramaz 4-3 respectively. For Ramaz, much like the varsity team, it wasn't a fun week as they also fell to TABC by the score of 5-0. But for JEC, Hillel, and Ramaz, as well as MTA, who was idle this week, there's still plenty of opportunity. Uh, Looking at the standings, much like the varsity East, the difference between 4th and 8th place really is only 2 points. But teams like Hillel, Ramaz, and MTA are going to need to pick up the pace as they've already made their way into the second half of their respective schedules. Um, so they've already made their way into the second half of their respective schedules with 4 losses. So it's going to be extremely tough for a team to make the playoffs in JV with a sub-500 record, especially with only 4 spots available as opposed to Varsity, which has 6. So let's take a look at the JV standings board as it is right now. In first place in the East, Flatbush is 4-2-0-1. Oh, sorry, 4-2-1. and one. Uh, They have nine points. Hafter has four points. Hafter has, excuse me, Flatbush has nine points. Hafter and Rambam both have eight points as a result of Rambam's win today. Hafter is 4-0. and oh, Rambam is 4-1. and one. DRS is follows behind them at 3-1 and one with six points. Mag and David... Uh, falls behind in fifth with three points at 1-2-0-1. Oh, 
North Shore is 1 and 3 with 2 points. Westchester is 0 3 and 1 with 1 point. Uh, sorry, Hank is 0 3 and 1 with 1 point, and Westchester is at 0 and 4, rounding out the JV East. In the West, the SAR Sting uh, and the Cobra, Kushner Cobras are tied at 4 and 0 with 8 points respectively. TABC follows behind them at 3 and 1 with 6 points respectively. Frisch at 2 and 0 has 4 points. The Hillel Heat are next with three points at 1-4 and 1. Ramaz and MTA are both tied at 1 and 4. As we just said, those three teams have four losses. And JEC rounds out the pack at 0-2-1-1. And so this brings us to the second in-season rankings of the 2013-2014 season. Here is how the top five break down in each. By the way, like I said, like I always say, these are nothing official, like I've always said. This is really only my take on things. As you may have seen on the Court Rivals group wall last week, there was some great debates regarding certain teams and their placements, and there were some valid points. But that's what makes doing these rankings so awesome, because the debate and discussion show me that people really do care about the league. And so I encourage it. I encourage the debate. I, I encourage the questions I encourage the asking so that's what makes us that's what makes us fun like when you feel confident enough to back up a debate with facts and arguments and meaningful discussion instead of well I just think that's wrong so if you feel the need to get into a discussion absolutely I have no problems talking about it in varsity Kushner finds itself in the five slot moving up one from sixth with their win over Frisch who drops from second to fourth this week in the third spot is DRS. Number two is TABC with, uh, with, as a result of their win over Ramaz, or with their win over Ramaz, who drops out of the top five. And maintaining the number one slot, the spot they've held since the preseason, is Hafter. In JV, the top five only had one major change on the heels of Rambam, you know, on the heels of Rambam upending DRS today. DRS drops the five slot with Rambam moving up to number four. SAR moves up to number three, which was DRS's old position. TABC stays at number two, and once again, Hafter remains at the one slot. You can find the full varsity and JV rankings, as well as the junior high rankings, on, on our Facebook page and on the JewishHoopsAmerica.com uh, hockey forum. Uh, again, you're listening to The Court Report on the Nuckham Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League sports. Uh, now we're going to move over to the hardwood to cover the basketball uh, leagues the, the basketball leagues this week. TABC and Ramaz, the, the last two undefeated teams in the Varsity West Conference, faced off last night. Ramaz took a 24-19 lead into the half before TABC whittled it down to one midway through the third. But the Rams took off from there, pressuring TABC into turnovers and converting on their end to pull away to a 55-40 win and sole possession of the Varsity West top spot. Seniors Dan Berg and Jamie Capel led the way for Ramaz. Berg topped the 20-point mark. Capel, uh, Capel put in 17, as TABC didn't really have an answer for them uh, down the stretch. Junior Dan Poleoff and uh, Big Z Senior, uh, Big Z, the senior, the nickname for his senior is Benjamin Zerman, Tried to spark the storm down the stretch, putting up 13 and 12, but couldn't get anything going with Ramaz's tough D. So Ramaz finishes off the week three of three, having also beaten Hillel 65 to 31 and Frisch 53 to 42. They are now five and zero, a game ahead of TABC and two ahead of a pack of three teams sitting with three wins. Among those teams is SAR, who may be closer depending on their game with Hillel today. That game ended not too long ago, and I'm hoping to get an update on that game before we go off the air. There were two more games in the West this week. Unfortunately for JEC, they were part of both and on the losing end of both. Hillel defeated the Thunder 62-48 to on Wednesday, and Kushner came out on the winning end in their battle last night. 
It was just as busy over in the east where North Shore appears to be running away with the division. The uh, the stars started out the weeks blowing the week blowing out Mag and David sixty three to thirty three. They built up a twenty four point lead at the half. You know, remember in the hockey segment where I talked about Mag and David's loss to YDE and mentioned that Aaron Harari didn't play? Well, this is sort of where things get tricky with two sports stars when you have to decide between two games in one night. Harari played basketball and it's probably better for the basketball team that he did as Harari posted fifty points and 10 rebounds to pace the Warriors and make it a closer game, but it still ended up in an 0-2 night for the Mag and David varsity teams. Uh, senior Josh Cohen led a group of North Shore players in double figures on this game. The Stars followed up the win with a tough back-and-forth victory over DRS 47-42. DRS held a two-point lead early in the fourth quarter before God Josh Schmuel caught fire, dropping nine points to back up Avery Lubin's 20. DRS played extremely tough defense, becoming the first team this season to hold the Stars under 50 points. So North Shore is now 5-0, and two wins up on Hafter, who also topped DRS this week. The Hawks downed DRS 47-31 to on Tuesday. DRS and Mag and David also have three wins at this point, so this means that North Shore has now taken out the three teams that are within the closest range to it in the standings. At the other end of the spectrum, Derek Hattora joins the ranks of the victorious, becoming the last team to chalk up a win, topping Rambam 44-34 on Wednesday night. Both are sitting at 1-5 at the bottom of the Eastern Division. So taking a look at the standings, North Shore Stars uh, are at the top of the East with a record of 5-0. Hafter and Mag and David are tied at 3-1 coming in next. YDE is 2-2. Two Flatbush is 1-1, DRS is 3-4, Hank is 1-4, and and Derek Hattora and Rambam are both rounding out the Eastern Division, as I just said, with a 1-5 record. In the West, Ramaz, as a result of their win last night, is now 6-0. TABC, as a result of the loss, are now 5-1. SAR and Heschel, uh, assuming that, uh, well, without SAR's game today against Hill, SAR's and Heschel are tied at 3-1. Frisch is 3-3. Hillel is 2-3. Kushner is 2-4, with the second win coming as a result of their win over JEC last night. MTA is 1-4, and and JEC is 1-6. Also, just uh, also just a word of non-league action. Heschel defeated private school Birch Wathan Lennox this week, 79 to 30. Looking online at the newest Jewish Hoops America Top 25 poll, it doesn't seem like there was much change this week. The top 10 is the same, with Eula still holding the top spot nationally, and North Shore at number two with the top Yeshiva League spot. Ramaz, TABC, Heschel, and Hafter are the other top 10 Yeshiva League reps. Time to move over to JV basketball. We had several key games on the docket this week. We're going to start off in Ramaz, where undefeated Frisch took on the Rams on Wednesday night. Ramaz played Frisch close in the first half, only trailing by one in the middle of the second quarter, and ultimately by seven at the break. The Cougars picked up the pace out of the half, though, outscoring Ramaz 17-6 to in the third quarter, thanks to a stifling press. Frisch extended its lead in the fourth and took the win 54-35. Sophomore forward Andrew Langer ripped up this game, nearly outscoring Ramaz on his own, dropping 29 points. Sophomore Noah Schechter backed up the effort with 11 points. Uh, reading the score sheet here, Frisch's Mayor Charlotte also had a colorful game with 8 assists, 7 points, 6 steals, and 5 rebounds. It, it doesn't, doesn't get prettier than that. We'll stick with the New Jersey division where JEC split on the week 
Wednesday night, they dropped a close game to Hillel, 64-59, to which was an important win for Hillel, bouncing back on the heels of their loss to SAR on Sunday, which we'll get to in a second. But JEC finished off the week with an impressive 50-36 to win over Kushner last night, making the New Jersey division the first JV basketball division to have all of its teams earn a victory. Now, revisiting Sunday's game in SAR, the Sting took home the victory 49-30 thanks to Ariel Smith's 14 points. Defensively, the Sting shut down the Heat in the second half, outscoring their opponents by 12 in the fourth quarter alone. SAR hit 5 from beyond the arc, countering Hillel, who were proficient early from behind the three-point line as well. In the other NYC game of the week, Heschel kept pace with SAR, dropping Ramaz 55-41 to last Sunday. The Heat are one behind the sting in the loss column, with the loss being the 49-37 SAR victory two weeks ago. With two games coming up against winless Westchester for Heschel, if SAR struggles against a good MTA team, Heschel will look to take advantage, but don't be surprised if it comes down to the rematch between the two teams on January 3rd to determine the division crown. Moving over to the Brooklyn division, where YDE pushed itself ahead of the pack, beating Lave Bunham 52-38. Dachayer is at 3-1, and one, now finds itself two wins behind Idle Flatbush, sitting atop of the division at 5-0. and oh. But more importantly, two wins ahead of Idle Mag and David and Shari Torah. Uh, Shari Torah picked up their first win this past week, holding off a furious comeback from Orha Torah for a 65-59 final. Orha Torah has had, a, has had it rough, dropping two close games out of their first three, including the game we talked about about last week, in which they lost to Darche Erez in overtime. Finally, we'll head over to the Long Island division, which at this point may as well just be called DRS and everyone else. The Wildcats put on two clinics this week against two of the better teams in the division, defeating North Shore 60-42 on Thursday, but not before blowing out Hafter by 41 to begin the week. Then again, maybe it shouldn't come as a surprise. Uh, out of the four games they've played, the North Shore result is only one of is probably the only is the only one of the four that hasn't resulted in a 40-point victory, and, and the only one in which an opponent hit the 40-point mar- scored mark. The average margin of victory for the Wildcats to this point is nearly 36 points, the most dominant of any JV team this season. There aren't any rankings for JV basketball as of yet, and hopefully that can be taken care of at some point over the next few weeks. But it seems as if DRS is got to be, or at, at least very, very near the top of the charts. Uh, from what I've learned about JV basketball over the past few weeks, I'd say a, a top five would a, a top five uh, poll would need to include teams like DRS, Frisch, SAR, Heschel, and Flatbush. Uh, am I missing anyone? Somebody please let me know. Um, again, I'm going to do my research and hopefully put together a rankings for JV basketball uh, sometime over the next few weeks. Lastly, in the Long Island division, Hank is now 2-1, tied with Hafter for second in the division with a 44-34 win over North Shore. So not a great week for the Stars, who find themselves at 0-3, who along with Ezra at 0-1 and Rambam at 0-2 are looking for their first wins of the year. Having made our rounds through through the boys' basketball leagues, let's take a look at the girls' uh, week uh, from this week. In Girls A, Ramaz stands as a sole undefeated team with a 5-0 record after downing Brewery a 44-25. Flatbush picked up win number four, staying right behind Ramaz with a 41-28 win over Central. And Hank picked up their first win of the season over North Shore last night, leaving both teams tied with Heschel at one win in the Eastern Division. 
Out west, SAR went two and two for this week, downing Hillall forty-two to thirty-one and Mayanote forty-two to sixteen, matching the feat the boys, uh, the SAR JV boys team did last week, putting up the same score twice in a week. The Hillall loss drops them into a three-way tie for first place in the West with SAR and Frisch. SAR picked up their third win in a row after dropping their season opener to Hafter. Frisch's third win also came this week against Mayanote forty-five to twenty-eight. Uh, again, it wasn't such a great week for Mayanote, who struck out on three pitches, dropping a forty-five forty decision to Kushner. In an interdivisional battle, Brewery and Central squared off this afternoon. In girls' B action, SKA stays perfect with a win over Shari Torah. Megan David pulls into second-place tie with Elan, whom it narrowly defeated 31-28 on Thursday, and Brurio, who topped Shall have it 36-16 on Tuesday. In girls' JV, Hafter stays perfect atop the Eastern Division with a 32-23 win over Amaz. Flatbush keeps pace right behind them, winning 38-24 over Central. Out West, SAR, Frisch, and Mayanote all have three wins. SAR is at 3-0 after a 34-28 win at Mayanote, while Mayanote and Frisch tied at three, are tied at 3-1. Frisch picked up win number three, dropping Westchester 46-25, while Mayanote got theirs, defeating Frisch 42-40. All right. Let's move over to our Games to Watch segment for the coming week. And I'm actually going to give you guys two for each week because we do not know if we will be here next week, which I'll get to in a minute. But here are the Games to Watch for the next two weeks. Over in JV Hockey, the big game is going to be Kushner and SAR on December 5th. Both teams will go into that matchup undefeated with the winner coming away with the Western Division lead. This is the only time both teams will meet this season. It's interesting to note that although this game takes place in SAR, this may not be as much of a home court advantage as I mentioned before as it usually is for the Sting, seeing as how Kushner also plays in a similar style rink. In the past, for both JV and Varsity, it's made for a very even game between the two schools, meaning that coming uh, going it's going to come down to sheer skill to decide this one. The second game to watch will be JEC and Hill on December 7th. These two teams tied the last time they played, and both are looking to gain some momentum and leverage to get themselves into the playoff race. In varsity hockey, the first game I'll select is Hank Norshore on December 3rd. This game will be significant because both teams are looking for their second wins of the season, but more importantly, an advantage that may come into play around playoff time, with Mag and David already at two wins, and Norshore already hitting the second half of their season. One of these two teams may not make the postseason, and this game between the two may give one the upper hand and the momentum to put some distance between the two. The second game, like the JV, will be SAR and Kushner on the fifth. This is for many of the same reasons, and also to see if SAR really has turned the corner on their poor start to, uh, for the year. For Kushner, it's a game that can put some distance between them and other teams in the division fighting for the three buys out west. Both JV and Varsity basketball have packed slates between now and December 8th. First, for Varsity, this Tuesday, Heschel and Ramaz meet for the first time since the Mag and David tournament finale. Ramaz can put distance between itself and Heschel and TABC, with key wins over three uh, over both in a three-day span, as they, defeated TABC, as they defeated TABC last night, solidifying the Ramaz as the Kings of the West, while Heschel can cement itself as a title contender with a victory over the last undefeated team in the division. The second game will be Hafter and Mag and David on Saturday, December 7th. Hafter faces TABC beforehand, but this game means more to the division as both the Warriors and Hawks are deadlocked at 3-1, and one, and, a, and even a loss against TABC won't hurt as much as dropping a potential tiebreaker to a team that will be right next to Hafter coming playoff time. In the JV, there are many to choose from, so we're just going to roll through them all. Monday has Hafter and DRS facing off a rematch from last week, Shari Torah and Leif Bonham, Ezra and Hank, Rom, uh, Tuesday has Rombam in North Shore, Westchester and MTA, Frisch and Hillel, as well as Mag and David and Orhatora. Next Sunday is going to be North Shore against Hank. 
Uh, next Monday will be Ezra against North Shore. Next Tuesday, Lave Bunham and YDE. Next Next Tuesday will also be Mag and David and Shari Torah. Next Thursday, YDE and Mag and David. And the following Monte Shabbos will be DRS Rambam and JECMTA. Over the past few weeks, I've spoken to many of you who have uh, asked the same question. Elliot, it's great listening to you recap the week and give us the standings on Sundays, but how can we find out what's going on during the week? Well, now there's an answer. This week, the MYHSAL, the head body of all the high school leagues, unveiled uh, they unveiled a new website this week. Seth Gordon, the commissioner of 10 leagues that the site follows, has been hard at work putting together the schedules, results, and standings for hockey, basketball, and volleyball. So check out the website. Uh, at myhsal.com as the week rolls on, and then listen to the court report on Sundays at the Nuckham Seagull Network for in-depth coverage of all games played. Just a reminder, please send us your flag football scores so we can update that as well. All right, everyone, as time winds down on today's episode, I want to remind everyone that we will that we may not be on next week because of the holidays, so everyone have a happy Thanksgiving and a Hanukkah Sameach. Enjoy your minurkis, uh, your sweet potato latkes, your cranberry applesauce. Uh, I think I just turned this into an episode of Naomi Nachman's show, Table for Two, uh, another fabulous the show here, um, but enjoy it, and we'll return right here in two weeks with double the action as both hockey and basketball will hit the midseason point by then. If you missed any part of this episode, you can catch the Encore presentation this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. following the Book of Life by Charles Harari, or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nuchum Siegel Network app on iPod. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM with Nuchum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, NuchumSiegel.com, JM in the AM.org, or on your radio 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. 91.9 FM, Rockland County. Before I leave you tonight, I want to thank you for joining me. My thanks again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for their support. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports report. And remember, a wise man once said, inside of a ring or out, ain't nothing wrong with going down, it's staying down that's wrong. So get back up, brush yourself off, and get back in the fight. Good night, everybody. Drive home safe.